<laughs> Welcome to Bloom Living. My name is Thomas DeShooter, former rock musician turned wealth architect, bringing to you amazing ideas from amazing people looking to up the game of life whenever we can. Holy, this was one of those times that I will not forget and will probably rank this as the most unique Bloom Living podcast for uh, probably a very long time. So we were 35,000 feet up and on the edge of the universe. Sometimes we sound like we are 30,000 miles out there, like two giddy little schoolboys that just pulled one on the teacher and got away with it. Dr. Suki and I can lose ourselves in an exchange of ideas, and it's often mixed with laughs, deep thinking, bad humor, and a big bucket of natural flow. You know, times like this, we're not editing ourselves. We are really just uh, speaking from our hearts, tuning into to what we're thinking, and, um, and just sharing it with each other. And so I hope you enjoy today's Bloom Living podcast. This is episode 10. I'm your host, Thomas DeShooter, and uh, this is coming at you raw and real. All right. Uh, Here we are. <laughs> So, so let, 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 let me preface this. I was meditating last week. Um, and at the end of that meditation, I had this beautiful, innate thought flash like, hey, Shooter and I are flying to L.A. for hero training for three days. And why not bring some mics at 30,000-plus, what, Feet, yeah. miles. It's feet. I don't know. Yeah, it's quite <laughs> miles. We'd be, uh, we'd be, uh, we'd be in space, we'd be in which space. would be awesome. But we're but not going there today. We're we're on top of the universe right now, and we can look out the window and see that we are above the cloud line, looking up into the to the space and the universe and this magnificence. And why not hit the record button and jam about greatness and about life and about what's possible and all the goodness that is surrounding us while we're connected to that amazing intelligence of the universe yeah yeah and and what's interesting to me about that was i'm gonna say a week before maybe 10 days before you threw me that text i had made the conscious decision you know what i'm just gonna bring this gear along nice i had no you know i thought maybe there'd be an opportunity to do a podcast at the hero training event or something but there was really no intention other than I'm going to bring it along and see what happens, and then and then you show up with your hey let's do let's let's jam on the airplane let's like, jam oh, on the airplane that sounds so awesome that's awesome so before we jump in there there might be people listening to this that don't know me or don't know you so let's just do a little like sort of brief intro and my intent for this is um, I want to interview each other and just jam about life and you know obviously that that's going to include how we serve and what we're doing in the world but also our personal lives and you know how you and i know each other and just sharing goodness with the people in our lives that can get value from this conversation because there's one thing i always know that when you and i sit down we always jam about magical things and when the conversations are over i'm like shit we should have recorded that, man. That was just like <laughs> golden nuggets left, right, and center. And because we come, you know, we're from two different spectrums. You know, me, I'm in about the health world and you're in the financial world, yet we're cut from the same piece of pie. 
and mm. see life from such a similar lens and that you'd never think that somebody in the, the financial world and the health world would actually be so alike. So I think there's some greatness there. So why don't you start, Shooter? Tell us about yourself. Well, I'm a Sagittarian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Scorpio. <laughs> I like long walks on beaches. <laughs> okay, that's enough. Um, you know, uh, I am, in a lot of ways, my father's son. My dad was a very, very positive guy, unlike the captain. <laughs> we got flight announcements. <laughs> yeah, flight deck talking to us. But no, my dad was an extremely positive, jovial human being who loved life. And... Um, he instilled a lot that a lot of that into me. He was a family man. He cared deeply. He had, you know, raised six children, working at the post office in a government job, and uh, we never lacked for anything in our lives. And I guess if I were to, I would say that's probably the biggest definition of who I am. Is I love life, and uh, I love human beings. I love connecting with people. And, uh, and I love providing for my family and, and having that playground with my kids because it's such a learning environment for me. And, you know, I read something recently, Zuki, that I think really speaks to me is in The Course in Miracles, it's, and it was about teaching. And it's when we teach that we learn. And there's no greater teaching ground in my mind than having kids and teaching them because you see who you are. You show up as the true person that you are in those moments and and it's a it can be a guide absolutely for where you are in life and things that you might not like about yourself or see about yourself that you want to create some change in being with your own children will just push that button for you and you can see like oh you know i can actually be this kind of person i don't need to be that way right so if I were to sum it up, I love life, I love people, I love teaching, and I love just experiencing what's out there, and I love reflecting on who I am and how I can just show up in a greater way all the time. Huge. Yeah, and, and that's exactly why I say we're cut from the same piece of pie. Um, you know, myself, raised on the other side of the tracks, and when you're raised on the other side of the tracks, the fascinating thing about life is that there's not a lot of light at the end of the tunnel. You think when you're you're in that world of crime, violence, and drugs that, that that's all there is in this world, and there is nothing better. And if I fast forward to when I was 18 and hit rock bottom, that I literally had an awakening where at one moment the idea of leaving this world was more appealing than actually staying and a switch actually flicked for me where the idea of staying became more appealing. And I write about it extensively in my book, yet that was 25 years ago to the day. And I'll say over the past 25 years, I've just dedicated my life to truly understand who I am, what my purpose is, what I'm doing here and how I can leave this world a far better place than I've entered it. And having a four-year-old and a one-year-old daughter has only magnified that in the past several years. And for me, my whole life is about service. My whole life is about making a difference in people's lives. And 
providing so much value because at the end of the day, when my head hits the pillow, you know, it's not about the things I've accumulated. It's not about what the bank book looks like and the house I live in or the car I drive. It's all about the conversations I've had, the connections that I've had, and the difference that I've made in the lives of those around me. Because in the end, that's what provides joy and fulfillment for me. And each day, I just I want to show up as a better version of myself so I could just serve more, play at a bigger level, impact more people's lives to what's possible. I don't believe what I've been through in the first half of my life was an accident. Um, I believe whatever our minds can conceive, we can achieve. And truly... I believe I'm living proof that anything is possible because if you look at my background, I certainly should not be living the life that I'm living today. And most people on the planet started life way ahead of the game in comparison to where I started. So if I can do it, anyone can do it in your own unique, in your own special way. Because I believe each and every one of us has this amazing song, this amazing chorus, and we're meant to share our song with the world. And what I'd say is for Shooter and I, this is the way that we happen to be doing it right now in this moment. So thanks, man. Thanks for bringing the gear. Thanks for doing this. Thanks for being on this journey with me. And thanks for your friendship. My pleasure. And and the same back. And, and, and in terms of this journey, uh, when I reflect on how we ended up on this flight together, you know, it came up that this hero training was happening and it was happening somewhere else. And it was uh, on our team, man, our, our being man team that somebody brought it up. And I thought, yeah, well, you know, that's kind of interesting. And I'm probably not going to go do that <laughs> is how it landed. And then, uh, and then he changed his venue because he couldn't get uh, Brian Johnson. This is with the hero training. He couldn't get all of the, things in place that he needed and then you saw the email first and and suki put it on our thread uh hero training is here i just signed up for it and um you know just wanted to share it with you guys and i think three minutes later i got a text from you saying shooter you want to go to this and i was like oh (laughs) and i had seriously though you you know there's so often in your life and you, you can read about this from all sorts of coaches that you have moments in your life where you're faced with a decision or a choice to make. And there's something in your gut that says, go do this. And sometimes we ignore that. And I've learned to not turn that off, to listen to that gut. And my gut was like, I should go do this. Nice. And, uh, and I looked at my calendar immediately. I was like, okay, well, what's on for that weekend? And there was a swimming meet for one of my daughters. My, I have 10-year-old twins for those that don't know. And so one of my daughters had swimming, and, and it's important to her that I'm there, and it's important to me that I'm there. Mm-hmm. So before I replied to Suki, I went upstairs, and I took Brooke aside, and I said, Brooke, here's what's going on. Brian Johnson has this thing called hero training, and I read her what hero training was going to do for me. Do you right? remember what it said? I don't, actually. Okay. I don't know, you know, but anyhow, I yeah. read to her. We shared what hero training was, and I said, but here's the thing, is it's the weekend that you have your swim meet, and... You know, I would like to go to this, and I also want to be at your swim meet, but I'm not going to go unless I have your permission because I've already promised being at your swim meet. And she paused for a moment, and she thought, and I could see she was thinking about it, and then she looked me straight in the eyes, and she goes, Dad, 
you should go do this. Nice. And it was like, great, thank you. And then I cleared it with Tatum, my other daughter, and then my wife, of course, said, hey, here's what's going on. Brooke's cool with it, if you're cool. And they were like, yes, you should go do this. So I had full buy-in from the family to do this, and I texted you back. I said, well, I'm in. Let's do this. Awesome. And, you know, I had a very similar experience. When I read the email, I had this wave of energy flow through me like, holy smokes, I'm supposed to be there. And the first thing I did was text my wife. I sent her a link. I'm like, hon, something within me says I meant to be in the L.A. area for this three-day program. And the short of it is it's how to be a hero of your life where you look at your health, you look at your relationships, and you look at your career. So how do you be a hero of those things? And, you know, for me, I'm a personal development junkie. I've been into this stuff for 25 years now, books, conferences, seminars, experiential programs. I'm all about the core work within myself and just showing up as the best version. And it's been a while since I've been called to do a live training. And we talked about this shooter because there are so many live trainings and experiential processes out there now. The majority of which I'll say are not core work. Mm. It's very superficial. It's very plug and play, do this and you'll have happiness and superficial mindset stuff. Uh, You know, I'm all about positive thinking and affirmations, but if you don't do the inner work, the mindset, the affirmations, the positive words, they don't actually work because your physiology knows you're lying. Mm -hmm. It's about clearing up the cobwebs deep within ourselves. Um, Brian Johnson him and I met over a decade ago immense respect for him and who he is as a human being and he's a facilitator of this so I'm like I'm meant to be there I respect him I know that there's so many people in this world I can learn from yet I know that this is going to be a transformational weekend in so many ways I mean just having the opportunity for you and I shooter to spend four days together is huge in a room full of people committed to being on that journey to do core work to be heroes of our lives, to be a better husband, to be a better father, um, be a better doctor, speaker, experiential process facilitator, mentor, all the facets of my life that I'm a part of, entrepreneur, you name it. Um, And it's that holistic approach to life that I believe that moves us forward. And, And we were talking about this earlier, you know, we're in a place where Gary Vanderchuk was talking about this a few weeks ago when he was in Vancouver. He talked about, which I agree with, I was telling my wife about it a week before he spoke about it, which we were talking about earlier. There is so much information in our world. We are in information overload. I don't believe I'm going to learn anything in the next three, four days, but I am going to get to implement, experience, have new angles and twists of how I live my life and how I can tweak it and take it to the next level. I don't think there's going to be any transformational idea or teaching because I've been around the block to know them, but I believe there'll be some new awareness and new connections to where I am within myself that will serve me in grand ways. We're in a place where we just need to start implementing and start doing those things And I'll say with a lot of the people that I mentor, I spend more time just sharing with them 
how I live my life day in and day out so they could begin to implement those things day in and day out so they can have a level of success that's the greatest version of themselves. The tools and strategies are not rocket science. The information is not rocket science, but implementing them in our life day in, day out, allowing our biology our subatomic frequency, our consciousness to evolve and grow and expand and come to new places, that's what changes where we are in our life. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why we're here. And, you know, that's why we're having this conversation. And, and I want to take you back to something you said, because there's, there's a piece there that's really, really um, resonated with me lately or really spoke to me lately. And that's the idea that there's lots of these training courses out there and you can take a training course. And, and yeah, so you you got this imprinted i mean if you imagine just imagine with me for a moment that everything you know is on the front of your inside your skull but at the front of your um your brow right so you're reading that stuff this is my life and you can read it and you can see it and you're thinking and your brain is constantly thinking and strategizing and manipulating and doing whatever your brain is doing and there's a lot of programs out there that will you know say hey think positive do this do that and those are really great ideas but they're really surfaced they're there they're imprinted on the front of your brow and they're not deep within you and until you go in in deep and and get what is really rocking your world we are created beings our natural state is to be creative when you are in a true state of creation you don't even know what time it is. Time moves. You don't even. You can't even believe that you just did something for eight hours. If you're truly in a state of creativity, exactly. And and I'm not saying like you're an artist. I mean just creating whatever your zone of genius is. When you're in a true state of that of that moment and living in the moment, that is when you are really at your best and that is what you want to get out of any type of self-development work is getting deep down removing whatever past or fear or bs that you have in your way you want to get that stuff aside so that you can hone in on the center core of what you're up to because that's when you start resonating with people and when you can do that you know i'm deep into the course of miracles right now as you know suki and and the stuff I'm reading is that, you know, this blew me away when I, when I got this context, which is, you know, they say that life is eternal and you can have eternal life when you find heaven or when you go to heaven. Heaven is right here on earth and you have eternal life when you are in the moment. When you are not living in a conversation of the past or the future, but you are living in the moment as we are sharing jamming right now. Mm. I'm not even aware that I, like, I have to. I had to like look out the window. And go. We oh, have shit. to remind ourselves. I'm that on an airplane. We're on an airplane, <laughs> you know, in connected to the universe, not of any land at this moment. And you know, for me, a big part of me when I meditate and sit on a plane, it's like I feel connected to God. I feel connected mm. to the intelligence of the universe and the power that is because I'm just closer to the nothingness and everythingness that the universe is. Yeah. So when you can get into that eternal state, life is eternal when you're in the moment. When you are just being a child of God, loving your life, full of joy and creativity and 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 loving everybody around you and sharing your gift. That is eternal and then life is eternal. There is not like I don't have enough time to do something. What do you mean? 
What do you mean you don't have enough time to do something? That makes I I can't even. I used to think like that. Yeah. Like literally a year ago, probably I thought yeah. like, oh, I've got to maximize my time. Right. Fuck maximizing my time, <laughs> man. Just get up to what I want to get up to. Enjoy myself. Love the moment and be creative. The Course in Miracles is such a gift because. You know, people talk about, oh, you know, principles like that, they, they're not applicable to life. And the fascinating thing about A Course in Miracles, I was a dedicated student all through my 20s. And truth be told, I pick up the course every single month and I'll read passages through it. But for seven years, I was a dedicated student. I went through the, the whole education journey twice. First time it took me four years to go through it. Second time it took me three years. And really, it's a journey that never really ends. But it was the Course in Miracles that taught me that there are no limitations of matter. There are only limitations of consciousness. And whatever our mind can conceive, we can achieve. Mm. And that's where I knew I would not have to be a product of my past. I would not have to be a product of my environment. And if I could think it... That was God and the universe's way saying, hey, you can have this, Mm -hmm. and we can move forward in this direction, and we can create something special together as long as you stay connected to that same energy, that same tone that got you to think of that idea or that belief system. Sorry, I just got distracted. We just got asked for some refined carbohydrate crackers. And uh, Shooter and I very eloquently just nodded our head. I looked at us like we're absolutely insane as we're talking into mics and have headphones on. But, uh, yeah, I lost my train of thought there for a moment because we can only focus on one thing. We were talking about that earlier. It's You cannot multitask because you're actually just going from one perceptual focus to another. And last night... uh, Shooter and I had dinner at my place, and Indira, my four-year-old, was with us. And she was just such a gift where she was sitting there having dinner with us. Then she ran to her room, and then she was making dinner with her play. She has these these felt play, like lettuce and sandwiches, and she was bringing that. And she was so focused on that for the next few hours. And then she got me to make some notes to Trolls and Minnie Mouse and magically send them to them and ask them to come over and play with us. And we're laying there in bed going to sleep, and she was, like, literally fidgeting her whole body, saying, oh, my God, I'm so excited. She's like, Dad, was that a knock on the door? Are they here? I think they're here to play with us. <laughs> and literally, we were up till midnight, which we had to be up at 3 a.m. to make it to the airport to catch a very early flight this morning. But we focus on one thing. Focus on one thing at a time. Do one thing, then move on to the next thing. And just know that anytime you're multitasking, you're just watering down exactly everything that you're doing. So you've taken 100% of you, and now you've filtered in two things and putting 50% of you into two different things. So, and so you're not doing any one of them really well. You're not doing any one of them any, any really well. Yeah. And, you know, I'm guilty of this too. You know, my wife Kate says this all the time. I'll be doing something. She's speaking to me. She's like, hun, you're not listening to me. I'm like, I know I'm not listening to you because I'm 100% focused at what I'm doing here. And give me one sec. I'm going to stop this right now. What were you saying? And I can give her 100% of my attention, completely take in what she's saying, and then respond. Versus trying to be like, yeah, yeah, take in half of what she's saying, be half of into the task that I'm presently focused on. I'm not here nor there and essentially watering down, you know, who, who I'm being. And 
my journey, Shooter, into this whole thing is it's not about waking up in the morning, meditating, visualizing, journaling, writing down intentions, and then going back to being an a-hole for the rest of the day like I spent the first two decades (laughs) of my life. It's about being that in which I desire from every moment to moment to moment, to looking in the eye of somebody speaking to me, to completely being present, to completely responding to who they are. And you said something so powerful there when you talk about creativity, because a big part of what I do is I mentor healthcare professionals. I mentor doctors who are innovative. They're on the cutting edge of of health and wellness, revolutionizing the healthcare system from the inside out, holistically. You know, we look at the nervous system, the brain, we look at mindset, nutrition, we look at what are your relationships like in your life, are you stuck in the traumas and frequencies of the challenges of your past and how can we transcend past them, you know, the whole, the whole thing and we could get more into that but one of the things that I've learned of docs being in practice is creativity can get stifled day in and day out while being in practice. And that's why I'm so big on people creating personality practices, people creating their own sandbox within their practice. Mm -hmm. I don't want to tell you what to do. You need to create because you are this beautiful expression of who you are and you need to create your sandbox. I've done things a certain way and I'm happy to guide you and mentor you in that direction. But in the end, I want you to figure it out. That's what a true mentor is. It's not about a cookie-cutter script. Yeah. If anyone tries giving anybody a script in life saying, here's the key to success, don't walk, turn around, and run the other way. Because <laughs> I assure you, that's the furthest thing from success. Because there is no bigger crime in life, in my opinion, than to wake up one day and you've, on the outside, achieved all the success. Career, finances, money, home yet you are so empty within yourself because you have completely destroyed and bottled up your unique expression, your song, your creativity, your gifts that you bring to the world because you've essentially been lied to and sold out to an idea where you thought if you plugged in X, Y, or Z, then you'd be successful. Mm. And that can't be further from the truth. And you know, being, you know, 16 years into professionally doing what I do, 25 years, you know, on this journey of self-discovery and exploration, don't ever make that mistake wherever you are. We need to be creative and expressive every day, every single day, and, and really showing our zone of genius and really cultivating who we are. And my friends, that only comes from doing the inner work and seeing, may I have a stir stick too, please? I just asked for a stir stick because we're taking our greens antioxidant so we stay fresh and well recovered from these beautiful flights so we could be on all weekend. But that's okay. We're being in flow here, being present. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Remember in the car, on the drive to the airport this morning, Sugi and I were talking as, I mean, when when we're together, when are we not talking? We'd probably be the... So, I We're said to you. Talking. <laughs> I said to you. You know, I don't think I ever had one of those moments where I was like, 
down and out or a rock bottom moment or something of that. And you know what? You actually just plugged me into my moment. There you go. So I used to be a musician. I still am a musician, but and I say used to be because I don't practice it anymore. But I was a rock musician. We wrote our own. I always played in bands where we wrote our own music. I always believed that if I was going to succeed in the world of music, it had to be from something I created, not something I copied. Exactly. Right? And so I did that. And, and I became, at some point, I became jaded and cynical and was no longer, I was chasing what a record company might, might, might want from us. And record companies have no idea what they want because they're not the audience. Exactly. They'll only latch on to you when they figure out that people love you. Then they're like, we want a piece of that. We could never create it ourselves, but you can. So we want to sign you and take you you know, to the next level with our marketing and our branding and everything else we're going to do for you. And, and I know this, but you know, share about you had the opportunities to you know, go that path. Yeah, so I had, you know, I was in a band. Uh, I mean, my last band I was in, we made two CDs. We were touring. We were opening up for some decent, uh, successful names in Canada. And um, and we, and what happened to me is I lost the creative of. I'm playing, you know, as an artist or a creator. You have, I truly believe, you have to first and foremost satisfy yourself. You have to be so happy with what you're doing. Right. That you can share it authentically with others. Right. And we got to a place where we stopped doing that and we began looking for, well, how are we going to get signed? How right. can we get a record deal? And right. like I said, record companies have no idea what they want. Right? Right. So that, what transpired from that was great, though. I then read The Wealthy Barber. And I, all of my passion for music went into finance and I became like, I could do this and I could create this and I could be this for people. Right. I got into the industry and I started chasing money and, and all of the, all of the stuff that you're trained with at these firms is, you know, if you do X amount of sales, you'll get this trip or you, if you do X amount of sales, you get this bonus. And so everything becomes focused on bottom line, on bottom line. And I never, I hated it. I always, always hated it. Yet, I was in that game, and I was slowly dying inside. And I didn't know it. And it was one day I was sitting in my office at Scotia McLeod, and I was done. And I phoned up my wife, and I said, I have three options. One is I jump out the window, because <laughs> I can't stand this anymore. Right. Two is I go off on my own and start my own firm and have no idea how that's going to work or what it's going to look like. Or three is I find a new career. Right. And my wife is one of the funniest people I know. And she goes, well, option one has some possibilities. You do have a lot of life insurance. <laughs> yeah. That's a possibility. <laughs> so we laughed about that. As the jokester that as, she is. As the jokester that she is. Was never on the table. And she was, you know, she just said, "Hun, I don't like what you've become. You are not the person I met. Right. She saw it. Yeah. And whatever you want to do, you have my 100% support. And I literally, at the this is 2008, when we are embarking on the worst financial crisis in the world, and I decide, you know what, I'm going to leave this comfortable job I have at Scotia McLeod, where I could see, I could get my kids to a nice school, and I'd have a nice life, but I hated every moment of it. And I went off on my own. How scary was that? Oh, it was terrifying. 
terrifying. I had no, I had absolutely no systems. I had no assistant. I had, didn't even have an office. And I had a book of about $23 million. And all I could think of, like, how am I going to transfer all of these clients to something that I've just created that they have no idea whether their money's even safe? Wow. And responsibility. That $23 million is their life yeah and their family's life like taking that burden on your shoulders huge 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 and we i began that path to where you know finally in 2013 the aha moment for me was when i read a book becoming your own banker and i really saw what the financial industry was 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 and how how to how to win at it how to win for me and my clients because everything else i did allowed me to win and allowed the firm to win but not my clients to win right and it always bothered me that it's like it's going to work out for me it's going to work out for the house and i hope it works out for you right i'm going to do my best (laughs) yeah but there's no get you're taking all the risk and i'm taking none you are to the finance world what i am to healthcare. you truly are because when you and i met and and for the record uh, shooter's my finance guy he's my go-to guy he handles all all the affairs when it comes to insurance and investments and everything for me and my children my wife and for our future generations i've you know put my trust in him but the difference that you've done shooter for me is that you have educated me and given me the resources we talked about becoming your own banker you talked about a book and i don't even know if you remember that it was tuesday morning and I wrote down the book in that meeting, and when you left, I, I didn't have any meetings for the rest of that day. I purchased that book, I read that book, and that night I sent you a list of questions. I know, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and you asked me questions that nobody has ever asked me ever, and nobody has ever asked me since. <laughs> I just wanted to understand, but as a result of understanding it, that day, on that Tuesday shooter, I understood why I had literally sat in front of close to a dozen financial advisors, investors, and every single time I left the meeting, something doesn't feel right, I never signed the dotted line. Something within me told me I need to work with somebody, so I kept meeting with people who all came highly recommended through friends, yet when I met them, it never felt right. And that day, that meeting, reading that book, educating myself, being on that journey and really empowering myself and moving into, you know, some of the the deals that, that we've done together, the collaborations, I don't know what you call them, contracts, deals, collaborations, have allowed me to truly understand, you know, when I think about every penny I've ever earned in my life, in biology, we have this concept within the cell called mitosis and meiosis. I don't know if you know what that means, but anyone who understands biology, who studied uh, cell biology, knows that that is how our cells divide. They go through meiosis and mitosis. And I visualize, I've seen videos of mitosis, meiosis occurring in the cellular level. Every penny that I've earned, almost every day I visualize every single penny that I've earned going through mitosis and meiosis and multiplying yet i never saw a vehicle that was aligned with who i was 100 percent in the finance world i understand real estate my family comes from real estate background 
I've been a real estate investor for 15 years. I've done extremely, extremely well in real estate investing. Um, my last, you know, return, you know, was like 275 percent, uh, just insane. But I always knew I wanted to do other things as well um, outside of that in terms of downturns and markets and things like that. And you know, it was just such a gift in doing that. But you know, when I hear about that story and you stepping into the finance world, here's the caveat: because I did the same thing as a healthcare professional. I believe that. We believe because we lacked certainty, we had to borrow the certainty of other people around us. And in your case, that was a financial system, a franchise, if you will, that had everything in place that you could walk in, utilize their services. And as we talked about earlier, they charged you a pretty penny for that. But as a result of their certainty, you could borrow that because you didn't have that. And as a result of being on that path and being, this is not me, you, something within you started to cultivate that knowing and that belief and that certainty within yourself. Like, this isn't it. Therefore, I must do this other thing that scares the absolute shit out of me. However, I have enough certainty to embark on that path and now do this because I don't need them anymore. And this is a massive piece because... I know this, 80%, 80% of success in life and success being inner fulfillment and the outer success that's aligned with that inner fulfillment. Mm-hmm. That's what success is to me. 80% of success in life has to do with where you are within yourself. 20% is mechanics. 20% is business systems and applications and all that other stuff. So it is important, but it only makes up 20%. 80% has to do with where you are within yourself because it's not a question of if challenges and curveballs in your business and in your life are going to show up. It's when. And when they happen, what will you do? Especially when you embark on the journey of entrepreneurship, you will have challenges, you will have curveballs, and you have to invite them because it's an up-leveling of you, who you are, and it's an up-leveling of your business. So, you know, things like what we're doing right now, this training, personal development, um, Shooter and I are part of a men's group. Every single morning, we connect for two minutes and we set an I am statement, and I am statements were kind of really brought to fruition by the late Wayne Dyer talked about setting your intention for the day and once a week for 60 minutes we have a meeting and we go through a a formal process we talk about what we're grateful for and appreciative for we talk about what we're integrating but that keeps us connected it keeps us on purpose with who we are keeps us on that journey and it also gives us a huge support of where we are oh she's coming for garbage i'm going to down this Um, yeah, and and I, and I'll, what I'll what I'll add to that to those moves I made is that now I look at my business. I'm a financial advisor, if you will, who has a podcast, who does YouTube videos, who goes live on Facebook every day. I am in the most creative space I have been in since my days playing music, in terms of running my business. And I get to say how it goes, and I get to run the show. So 
I guess the the point of what I was bringing up originally was just that what you what you spoke about that I w- I hit a wall in my life I just didn't see it until just now that that real wall was I had given up my creative genius and my flair for life and my ability to serve people at my true core right I had given that up and it was eating me alive and my kids would have had a nice life there's yeah. no doubt that I would have been successful on the financial terms at, at Scotia McLeod or Edward Jones or wherever it was. Right. But it would have been on their terms, and I meant me selling out who I truly am. And I'm. And, and, and they would have known. They would have known, you know what, hey, you know, sure, you know, we live in a nice place and food's on the table and we can do whatever we, we kind of want and we don't go without. However, they would see that the light in dad's eyes has been dimmed mm. and, and what a gift like i believe the greatest gift that we can give our children in the next generation is to not tell them but to show them that we can go for it in life and that we can serve in powerful and extraordinary ways because that's all that's all it comes down to like last night you were telling me dude the facebook live stuff i am absolutely loving it is just amazing and so, you know, all this stuff is happening as a result of this. You know, the phone's ringing. People are calling you. Collaborations are happening. Conversations are happening. And people are like, you know, the average person would say, oh, wow, I didn't realize Facebook Live would do all that for you. It has nothing to do with Facebook Live. It has to do with you have grown into the person that has fallen in love with putting yourself out there and as a result of bringing your consciousness your frequency your state of mind to that place now the universe is matching that frequency bringing in the people the places and things in your life to create those relationships to create those collaborations so let's talk a little bit about what that journey's been like for you like you know on the outside it's i'm loving facebook live but let's talk about the inner journey for you and what that's been like yeah okay um we were talking about this with the the speak to sell course and so and and off the top i said you know my dad i am my father's son very positive guy um it there was a missing piece though and the missing piece was understanding that what i have to share so i guess i guess the the way to the way I can best put this is that as a musician, I knew I could play drums. I had been recognized a couple of times as the best rock drummer in Vancouver in various things and whatever forever that means, but I knew I could play the drums. I never doubted my ability. Moving as a rock musician into the world of finance without having a high school education, I always had it like I didn't maybe I don't know what I don't know and there's people way smarter in the business than me so I always had a little conversation in my head like well I'm not that smart a guy or you know these guys are way smarter than me or blah 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 right but I wasn't what I was focusing on was the mental capacity of it I wasn't focusing on the internal sharing of my my gift the way i perceive things because that's the gift the gift that suki brings to the table is the way he's taken the information and perceived it and said oh here's how i see this 
and he's so confident in how he sees it that it's no other way. Right. You're able to stand up in front of people and without a doubt think, I am absolutely right in what I'm saying. I have researched this. I've looked at it nine ways to Sunday. And where I stand today, there is everything, all the evidence I have says this. Right. And that was the missing piece for me is I had all of the evidence. I just didn't climb into, I'm right about this. Mm. And, and the reason I'm right about it is because I know I'm willing to change my opinion. If new information falls into my lap that sheds a different light on what I think is going on and shifts my thinking two degrees to the left, and I'm, I'm in alignment with that, I will shift my thinking. Right. It's not about I'm so right that I'm, that I'm now immovable. Right. It's that everything I have accumulated, all the knowledge I have, the, you know, the amount of people I've sat in front has now put me to the place where I can stand in front of anybody and hold my ground and say, you know what? No, my perception of this is my perception and here and let me share it with you mm. and let's see if it resonates with you because what I don't want to do is I don't want to do business with everybody right I want to do business with the people that can resonate that can understand my perception exactly. and those are the people I want to attract to me and I know they're out there and that was maybe the missing link is that confidence of I know they're out there I know I can attract them and now I'm ready to stand up and just give it beautiful right just be that person right and you, you you talked about that concept speak to sell and uh you know it's fascinating because on the outside that's exactly what it is and, and, and that statement speaks to people it's like okay you're gonna speak so you can sell things but in the end it's really about you know what what we spoke about we were speaking earlier uh, recently we had an Elysian science event and I did the opportunity meeting for that in terms of the opportunity that was available with affiliates and taking those products and our closure essentially was was a hundred percent. It was amazing. It, it was off ridiculous. It's like ridiculous. Meaning that the affiliates that were there brought their people that they want to introduce to this opportunity as a result of a taking these amazing products some of the best products on the planet but two also that if they wanted to to create a residual income in sharing simply sharing these products with their friends and family and so i was up there and shared that opportunity and 90 minutes later uh, it's lunchtime and these people who were just guests have the opportunity to be like yes um i would like to look into this further or no this is not for me and to have 100% closure is just, you know, it's pretty insane. But here's the caveat. From that stage, I didn't sell a certain thing because I have so much faith and so much certainty in my company, in, in being a partner of this company and what we bring to the table, the values, the integrity, the T's that we cross, the I's that we dot, and how we go through things, the impeccability that we have. These products, you know, our greens that we just took, our brand new tropic, I'm not going to say they're the best because that would undermine every other company on planet Earth, but I will say we are among the best because there might be other companies doing it just as good. And if they are, high five to you guys because you guys are awesome. But we are a no compromise company. And as a result of that, we create 
some of the best products. And as a result of that, I know when you take these products, they will impact your life in a very positive way because they essentially allow you to function better the way you're innately designed to function. When you take you know, nutrition for your brain nervous system, for your cells, for your biology, and you say, this is just going to make you a better version of you, and are you open to taking this for a test run for the next 90 days? I am so certain that it's going to have a positive impact in your life that I am truly coming from a place of service. I'm truly coming from this will transform your life. You know, the same way in my practice as a vitalistic chiropractor, when someone walks in with an ache, pain, symptom, sickness, disease, I'm not trying to get them. I'm not trying to sell them. I'm not trying to sell them on a care plan. I'm saying, look, this is where you are and you're here because of this. You haven't integrated these experiences and your nervous system biology is locked in the frequency and trauma and this beautiful honoring adjusting process where we can help your nervous system integrate and clear these areas so you can function the way you're designed to that's a gift and i can share that so well you know i'll say again if we look at numbers if you walk in you're gonna have a life transformational experience and if you commit to this journey your life's never going to be the same Mm -hmm. and i know that with a hundred percent certainty So when the docs I mentor, it's not what you say. It's where you are within yourself while you're saying what you're saying. Because people who don't have that certainty, if they said the exact same things that I said from that sage, the exact same things that I say when someone's sitting across from me in my practice, they will not have the ability to lead people down the path because people innately feel that they innately feel where you are within yourself and they pick up on that if you feel like you're trying to sell them something guess what you are and they feel that Mm -hmm. and they will run they will sprint they will sprint so far away from you and you'll be like what am i doing wrong like how can i say this differently and again don't get me wrong 20 percent of those mechanics are important because i believe that you know every relationship in life is being leveraged Um, I talk about this with my wife Kate my wife and I we leverage each other my four year old Indira she leverages me and I leverage her she gives me cuddles and (laughs) I play with her on the trampoline it's like this constant relationship of balancing and give and take and you know my wife she provides things for me I provide things for her and it's this beautiful balancing act of leveraging each other so you know, if you feel like you have a product, a service, a something that you want to share with the world in whatever domain that is, whether it's your core business, whether it's a volunteer group you're a part of, a church you're a part of, I don't care what it is, you need to get over yourself and really see it as something that provides value to the world because that's you singing your song. In your unique, in your special way, when you provide that value for the world, that's how we evolve as human beings. And that's what the world needs more of. We don't need more drones. We don't need more people stuck in cubicles plugging in a system that the system says works, which we all know is a broken system. No, we need more people sitting in cars in traffic jams trying to get to that day job that they hate. 
exactly. That's what we. That's what we really. Yeah, need, that's right? exactly what we need. To sit in a cubicle all day from nine to five, where you spend fifty percent of your time on Facebook and social media. Um, do you know they did a study? They did a study in a hundred and thirty-two countries. In a hundred and thirty-two country shooter, they measured. I don't know exactly how they did this. It's been it's been some time since I I've looked at the study. I should refresh my memory with it. But they looked at how engaged people were with their work. And this is the number that came out. 132 countries, hundreds of thousands of people. And it was something like 7, 7.5% of people are actually engaged in their work. That's insane. And But here's the crazy thing. If you spend 40 hours a week at work and you're engaged 7% in your work, your nervous system and biology begins to run patterns with functioning that way and you think that when you leave work all of a sudden now you're 100% engaged with your wife, husband, children family, social life but guess what that 7% begins to run your life so literally when I read that study that means the majority of people on the planet are are engaged 7% of their life they're the, like 90 plus percent checked out. They're surviving. Surviving. This is called surviving your life. And, and I want to just back up. There's nothing wrong with having a job where you're in a cubicle and it's, you know, what, and you're driving in a car and you're in traffic jam if it's what lights you up. Exactly. Like there's nothing wrong with that. But if it doesn't, then, and not, and I get not everybody has the capacity to, to fight through fear and take on a huge challenge and I get that and I understand it so this isn't a knock to anybody that's living that life it's more of a observation right and and I want to take you back to something you said because as an as an artist I know this and in the Facebook live here's the thing is when when I was a drummer there were times I did shows and I would come off the stage and I knew every mistake I had made in one of the songs I knew every every uh, opening that I kind of blew, every ending that I didn't quite hit, every drum hit I wanted to do that I missed. I knew them. And I knew all the ones that I did right. Wow. So it wouldn't know. It wouldn't matter when I came off stage if people were going, you are awesome. You're the greatest drummer. Like, it didn't matter. It was like, thank you very much. I acknowledge it. Thank you. Yeah. But inside, no, I didn't. I did not. That was a horrible show for me. I know I have played way better and that there's more in there. Wow. Consequently, I've had shows where as a drummer where I came off the stage going, holy shit, shooter, you fucking nailed that. Right. And not one person said a word to me. Right. Right. But it didn't matter because inside I knew I pushed myself to the limit. To the limit. The other day on this Facebook journey, it's something I didn't share with you last night, but this is where I'm getting out of it, is we had uh, a team meeting the Wednesday morning of last week. And there was, as I, as I had mentioned to you, you know, there were some struggles in the office. There was some lack of connection going on. And it was building, and it really built up that morning. And it was between my business partner and I. We weren't communicating at a level that was necessary for us to have the kind of business we want to have. And we've now, we've now started to work through that. We've, it's been acknowledged. We've gone through it. We've had the conversations. Our coach is involved. But I, had to, I went on Facebook Live after that meeting. Right. And uh, I delivered. At the end of that, though, the, this was the best moment of the Facebook Live, is I, I hadn't realized I hadn't hit stop on the video. Right. I finished, and I fell to the floor with my hands over my face and droned at how awful that was. 
because I knew how unconnected I was to it. So I'm speaking about your connecting with when you're speaking from your source, right? You're not selling anything. I was a talking head selling whatever my script was that I was going to deliver to people. And I was completely uninterested and engaged internally. Right. Now everybody on my team and my wife said, Oh, that was good. Mm. Nobody noticed in the outside world per se, but inside I was, I was so embarrassed that I delivered that. And so at the end of the video is the best part. I'm actually laying on the floor with my hands over my head going, Oh, that was so, that's the most authentic piece of the entire video. Right. Yeah. But that was a great lesson. Huge. Because I realized if I'm going to do this, I can't go out there with all of the shit going on in my life. I need to clear myself before I ever get in there so I can truly share authentically. Yeah. And that's, I just wanted to bring that point because that's, that's what you were sharing earlier is that such a big piece. And, you know, I've had the gift of speaking in a lot of places, different countries, cities, you know, audiences as small as two people to (laughs) as big as several thousands of people. And the majority of time I get off the stage, it's all high fives and hugs and how amazing that was. And being somebody that on the outside, I may look like a perfectionist, but I'm just somebody that is on the path of becoming, becoming extraordinary. Mm. So there's always more. I will never, ever get to a place anywhere in my life where I'll be like, I nailed it. I've arrived. It's the Mecca. Utopia is here. It's time to hang it up. (laughs) Right. I don't believe you ever get to that place because there is no destination in life. There is no destination in life. Get that through our skulls. It took me over a decade to truly... I I would say that life is a journey. It's not a destination. But I didn't believe it. Mm. I actually thought, hey... I say that, but you the know, journey was to get to somewhere. It, it still was. It was like, <laughs> yeah. you know, when my student loans are paid off or when I have this house or when I have that car, when I get my finances to that place. And, you know, I'm here to say, like, I graduated from university with my doctorate exactly 16 years ago. And I'll say for the past 16 years, it's only in the past several years I truly know life is a journey mm. because I have crushed everything that I set out to do. I thought I would write a book. I would be a best-selling author, but that would be after 25 years of practice. I didn't realize that would be after several years of practice. Um, my biggest financial dreams I have absolutely crushed. Hmm. Um, and what happens when I crush them? I just set new ones. Yeah. And it's just more ways to serve more people. And now, you know, there are numbers in my head 16 years ago were not even on the radar mm-hmm. not even on the radar but now it's just like that's just that is just a part of Suki's evolution and growth it has nothing to do with the number mm-hmm. I have to kind of like you who do you have to become to be the person that's so comfortable within themselves that the universe brings about those people places and things same sort of thing and so you know life is a journey there is nowhere to get to and same thing is what i'll say every single time i'll get off the stage i'll say this is what i did really really well even my last event amazing closure and i know what i did really well and i know what i royally sucked at Mm -hmm. 
I will look at what I said. I look at where was I within myself? How did I get wigged out when I shared that piece? What was my preparation leading up to this? And I'm not talking the notes and looking at my slides. I I use very little slides when I speak. Um, I, I don't go off a script. I go off talking points and ideas and concepts. My goal and intention is at the end of this keynote, what do I want people to take home? That's how I prepare. Um, and I usually have three to five ideas. I support them with stories. Um, there's some laughs and some giggles and some emotions thrown in there. And, and that's my art. Um, I truly am like the same way that you were a drummer in a band. For me, my stage is the stage. I am a true artist and have been on the journey of mastering the art and craft of delivering a message that speaks to people's minds but touches people's hearts Mm. that inspires them and more importantly motivates them to do something different in their life to lead them on their journey yeah and i'm constantly trying to master that art and move in that direction so when i say preparation what did i eat the weeks leading up how was my sleep how was my exercise my training how was my meditation and visualization What was it about this topic that I was challenged with in sharing that piece? This is how I go about preparing for a presentation. It is every facet of my life. What is my relationship like with my two daughters? What is my relationship like with my wife? Where am I not in harmony in my life? Everything in my life impacts who I am on that stage. Everything in my life impacts who I am when I serve people. You know, for... For those of you in your lives, mastering your art and your craft, you know, if the night before, like, I I rarely drink, but if if the night before I go out and usually there's dinner parties and there's important people to connect with and wine and dine with, etc., etc., um, yeah, we wine and dine all the time at these large events where they're full-on weekends and stuff. But guess what Suki's drinking? Suki's drinking water with a lemon wedge. Suki is not eating refined carbohydrates because I know my biology does not thrive. Um, You know, 80% of my plate is green leafy vegetables. And I'm eating on, I'm sleeping on, I'm meditating. And, you know, truth be told, when I'm doing these three, four, five, six-day events... I barely sleep. I'm sleeping three, four hours a night because so much is running through my physiology. But the quality of that sleep is so high. Mm. I will shave off an extra hour of sleep to get in a 60-minute workout during these days because it's that important. You know, hero training, You, I don't care what time. If this starts at 5 a.m., I'm getting up at 3.30 a.m. to get some exercise. Even if I only exercise for 20 minutes, I'm still getting her done because I know that sets me up for success. Mm-hmm. You know, the concept I want to share, I always win the first hour of my day, no matter what. Mm. And how that is, is one, I don't look at technology. I don't look at my phone for other people's stuff. I'll look at my phone for my stuff. Like I may grab my phone and take some notes of some big ideas I got during a meditation, whether it's in a journal or on my phone. But I will not respond to an email, go on social media, do any of that, because that is somebody else's time who's robbing me of my time. Mm. That's beautiful. I like that. And and it's huge because if you look at, you know, 
whenever I go out of town, I don't look at emails. And I come back, and all of a sudden I got like, you know, I got hundreds of emails, half of which are nothing, the other half of which are are relevant and typically 90% of them is other people borrowing my time. Mm-hmm. Only 10% are actually things I'm sending out and collaborating with that I need to respond back. So, you know, I have immensely cut the fat out of my life, meaning that I have made those numbers smaller and smaller because in the past, if I was away for two weeks, I would literally have over a thousand emails. Right. Now it's only in the hundred. So I've done a good job of that and I continually refine that. Same thing with newsletters and things like that. If I don't look at it after a month, I'm off that subscription. But going back to the first hour of my day, simple. Again, not rocket science. I move my body. I exercise. If I'm in a hotel room, guess what? I can do that right beside my bed. I have a whole hotel routine where it's a combination of strength holding positions, yoga, moving my bodies, getting a little bit of sweat on, meditation, visualization, some journaling, making down some notes, setting my intention and my am for the day. If I have 10 minutes, I'll complete all that in 10 minutes. If I have 60 minutes, I'll do it all in 60 minutes. But I will do everything humanly possible to win the first 60 minutes of my day because that sets me up for greater success throughout the day. Because truth be told, the rest of my day might be entire shit show. And I may lose the entire day. But if I could win the first 60 minutes of that day, I won't take the day before into the present day. Mm-hmm. I won't bring the past into today being like waking up being like, oh man, yesterday was a challenge. That was a shit show. I hope today's a little bit better. Rather than life dictating to me, you know, I want to create my life by design, not allowing life to default onto me. Yeah so important such a simple principle we all have 5 10 15 20 minutes 60 minutes at the start of our day to absolutely do that and and it's such a huge piece in setting yourself up for success and here's the crazy part when you've been doing this i've now been doing this for decades over two decades when you've been doing it for that long you begin to flex this innate muscle that whenever you get wigged out throughout the day, you can activate your biology and go back into that state, into that mindset, into that certainty. And for me, one of my biggest things that I've used to set myself up for success over the past two decades has been breath work. And I didn't realize it at the time, but here's a gift shooter. I'm so grateful I chose breath, not like a show to watch, not some trinket or a shirt to wear because breath is always with me. Mm. I've been wigged out on stage in front of hundreds of people and I will walk across the stage gently, calmly. I keep my mouth shut, no ums, no buts, nothing. And I'll take three deep breaths. Nobody in the room is aware of what I'm doing. It'll look calculated. It'll look intentional and it'll look perfect from the viewer's eyes they will have no idea i just got wigged out and totally lost where i was i won't say man i lost my train of thought oh i don't know where i was or man what was i talking about like i won't deplete or turn down the volume of my potency and power 
if I take a few deep breaths and I still lost where I was, I'll say, I lost where I was, so I'm going to go in this direction. It might come back, and I'll continue in a new direction. I'll simply clarify, let them know, because it'd be like, where was he going with that? And I'll state that. But nine times out of ten, I find myself again, and I'll continue on the conversation Mm -hmm. that, that I was having. So it has now changed for me that I can now activate a level of certainty, belief, and connection within myself from moment to moment to moment within my life that's the gift of setting yourself up for success yeah. in that 60 minutes which is which is huge absolutely huge yeah and i think that when you did that facebook live and you said it was all head afterwards you dropped to the ground and that was the most authentic real raw thing that you did that's a gift from the universe yeah that's a tap in the shoulder that's the thing like hey when you go facebook live and you know you're coming from your head guess what you're gonna think about the end of that other facebook live when you were real when you were raw where you were authentic and you're gonna go back to that place and be able to deliver from that place so i don't believe like when i look back on my life and the shit show of a life that i lived up until the age of 18 it is all pure perfection it's only my limitation of consciousness that doesn't see it as perfect. Yeah. The universe is always guiding us. We are whole, complete, perfect beings when we're born. There's nothing wrong with us. It's... it's Absolutely. That, that, that's every single one of us. Um, you, you, uh, you really hit some stuff there for me that I want to I wanna give a, the same perception and a different perception, though. Like the same idea, but a different perception. So... so um, setting up your day to win uh, meditation so I believe I believe heavily these days in prayer nice right and and prayer is a form of meditation and I believe we're always praying we just don't know that we're praying and we're not we're not using the power of prayer to our advantage and what here's what I mean when you're sitting there thinking oh I wish I had this or I wish I had that or I wish this was happening the universe doesn't know good or bad when you are sending out those thoughts, you're asking for them to show up in your life. And the more that you send out the same thought, the more likelihood it's going to show up in your life. Yes. And, and if I were to take that to the game of money, when you say, oh, I can't afford to do that, guess what? Do you think magically you can afford to do it all of a sudden? No, you can't afford to do it because you say so. Right. It's a form of prayer. You're just not being intentional about your praying. So if you have the mindset of meditation... You know, what I've started to do with my meditation in the morning, and I, and I have practices in the morning, is I end it off with a prayer. And I ask, you know, I ask our creator to say, hey, just, you know, allow me, allow me, first of all, thank you for, for certain gifts that I have in my life. And then I will just give up stuff. I will just say, you know what, you know, I, I'm going to hand this to you. These, these limiting thoughts I have or these limiting beliefs I have about myself, I know they're not true, but I'm just going to give them over to you and let you deal with them. I'm not going to deal with them anymore. Right, like you can have them, and and that's what that's what God is there for, in mm-hmm. my opinion, is yeah. to take on that stuff that we put in our our headspace. When you talked about when you lose your train of thought on stage, it's when you got into your head for a moment. It is. It's, I disconnected. You disconnected because if you are truly in the space of creating, and when I and when I talk about creating, I want to take that up too. It's creating your life, which you said. Creativity is not just hey, I wrote a book or I did a poem 
or I invented something. It's creating your life. It's being in the space of I have choices and these are the choices I'm making, not the I have things happening and I guess I have to do that. Right? Right. That's not creating your life. That's not living in a world of creation. No. And so creation for me is not just, hey, I invented something. It's creating your life every day. It's being intentional. It's you getting up in the morning and saying, I know how to win the day. It starts off by me creating it this way. And now I do this every day because it sets me up to win my day. You have created your own way of getting up in the morning to succeed and get the stuff in life that you, that you value and are important to you and that allow you to get into a state of being open to the world of possibility. That's what it is. And, and that is straight out of the course, being in a place of allowance. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so when you talk about being on stage, when you're in those moments, no matter when, if you're sitting one-on-one with a customer, a client, a friend, a lover, a family member, whoever it is, when you are there just being there, instead of in your head thinking about the next thing you're going to say, Right, which is what people we right. all do it. Yeah. Oh, I gotta get. I gotta get into what I gotta say. Yeah. If you could just be there for that person, and just hear them, and really truly hear them for the greatness that they are, and get them for the greatness that they are, when they feel that connection, they are your ally for life. Yeah. Because for the first time, maybe the first time, maybe it's not the first time, but what they know is that you heard them. Yeah. They sat in front of somebody, and they were heard. Yes. You know, I just want to say one thing with that. What you just said right right there, they felt heard. If, you know, people, the docs that I mentor, people in healthcare, if they talk about having a successful practice, um, there's a couple measures they look at. One is the ability to really transform people's lives. The other measure that most look at is numbers and finances. I don't look at that part. I look at the ability to create change and lead people down a path. The primary reason I was successful in practice is because of what you just said. People felt her. I mean, you actually, the first time Shooter and I met, you walked into my practice, yes. uh, you know, to seek my services. Let's talk about that for a few minutes on this notion of being heard. Like, what was your experience after our initial visit together? Um, and maybe what was different? First of all, there's a little bit of a pretense there that I had seen a video of you and Kate. Okay. That my wife had shared with me. And I, I will say that in my head, I went to, they're going to be clients. Right. I don't know why. I didn't know anything about you guys. There was something in the way you two connected on that screen for me that I wanted whatever you had, I wanted it in my life. Right. So Meaning meaning, Kate and I were going to be clients of yours. Yes. Right. Yeah, okay. I was going to attract you. You're I don't right. know how. Yeah. But you're coming into my world. Okay. Somehow. So you watched this video and... How much later did you, and and you were someone referred you to me? Dar- this was Dario was a, Pavan, yeah, yeah, and there was a big time gap. Yeah, there yeah. was a, there was a big. I'm gonna say five months. Okay, five months between that time. Yeah, when 
in 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 my uh, men's group before the being man, but yeah. in the men's group, I had been saying, you know, I have, you know, from my years of drumming and playing ice hockey is what I thought it was. I had years of uh, back pain, mm. my lower back, and and Dario said, hey, I've got a referral for Doctor Suki, mm. and I was like, well, of course you do, <laughs> right? <laughs> and it's a free consultation, right? To go, and I was like, you know what? I've tried everything else, right? And I want to meet this guy anyhow, so let's let's go. Right? Let's, let's <laughs> Again, do it. I had that gut feeling. That gut let's feeling. go do it. Right. So I booked the appointment, and right, I'll tell you this: right from the very first moment, the process, the questionnaire you sent me, was already different, right, than anything else I had been sent previous, right. And in some cases, I had never been sent previous. Right. It was just show up and then fill it. Like, why didn't you send this to me ahead of time? Why am I sitting here in your office right. for 15 minutes wasting my day right. to fill out a document? Right. Right. So then when we met, what became evidently clear for me is that every other practitioner who are wonderful human beings and believe that they are doing a service, so it's not a discount to them, it's a... Uh, it's a genuine belief that what you are doing and the way you approach things is, is the right way to do it in my, in my world. It works for me. What I became very clear on was you were talking to me at a level that was not the same as a conversation about posture and how I stand. And yes, you're being hunched over is why you have lower back pain. Right. It had nothing to do with that. Right. It had everything to do with physiology, mindset, how my nervous system, things maybe I hadn't integrated. And and in that one hour and 15 minutes that I was there, I walked out of there just going, wow, that is different than anything else I have heard from a practitioner. And... And for the record, you had seen other practitioners, including oh, I, my colleagues. You'd seen other chiropractors. I have had. I have seen. I. I'm going to take a guess right now. I've seen 14 chiropractors. Other than 14. Oh wow. Okay, I didn't know that. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I have been to acupuncture, different acupuncturists, three or four times. I have been to Chinese medicine doctors. Okay. I have done the full gamut. And obviously, medical doctors too. Medi- yeah. Medical doctors were. You know, take. Let's take a scan right <laughs> and you've got a bulge disc we can operate right which was never an option for me right never nobody was ever going to cut my spine open and start seizing discs up nice that made no sense to me thank god you had the common sense <laughs> to know go, not go that path <laughs> so um so yeah for me the you know i mean i was open because I had already started on a path of really clearing myself and getting out of my own way your timing in my life was perfect and right. I was totally open and ready to hear what you were saying to me. Yes. And and I be, it, and also you've you know we've talked a lot since that day. It's evidently clear if I wasn't open to that, I wouldn't have become your client. Right. It w- it would have not happened. Exactly. It, it it's a it's a give and take relationship. It's you need to know that that you have the the ability to create change within the person that's in front of you as well as the person in front of you needs to have the confidence that you are the person to deliver the change that I'm seeking. I'm going to share something there. A huge piece for everyone listening to this. 
you will tra- attract into your life where you are within yourself. And the people that show up in your life have a resonance and calling to be in front of you. That's why regardless of the dynamic, whether it's somebody cuts you off in traffic or somebody gives you a hug for something you've done, it is pure perfection. Mm-hmm. And, and here's the other piece on that. It's not a coincidence that we met. No. You had been looking, you and Kate, who are wonderful human beings, have been looking for somebody in finance. For years. For years. Yeah. I have been looking for a chiropractor for years. Right. But it wasn't until 2013 that I shifted my business and it really became the bloom strategies that it is today. Right. And it isn't, you know, it's not surprising to me that it's after that date that you showed up in my life and I showed up in yours. Right. Yeah, pure perfect. And again, like when when I take a step back from life, I see every event as as like being a dot on a cork board, and I have the opportunity to simply connect the dots and see the pure perfection of every event, every experience, every conversation, every dynamic and how it served me to get to where I am today. And, and that's exactly what you're saying right now. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, you know, when we're open and, you know, and I'll, I'll use the term again in prayer and in, in the service of, of ourselves and creating our life, mm. that's when the good stuff really starts to take, like really starts to happen. That's when the juice happens. Yeah. And, and for those of us who share a product or service, you know, whether you're, you know, like a healthcare practitioner or you run your own business and you have products and services of value, so often we go into these dynamics with this script, with this, this is what I'm going to tell them, versus going, hey, I know I have something awesome here. I look forward to connecting with this person and getting to know who they are to truly see if and how my products and service will be of value to them. What's important to them? And if X, Y, and Z are important to them and you have A, B, and C that will allow them to experience X, Y, and Z faster with more efficiency, with more grace, with more flow, with more efficient, more efficiency, that's how you can position your product and service to be that in which it is to truly serve them, to yeah. truly make an impact in their life. Like, you know, we've, you know, we've, I've written really, really big checks from where I sit to products and services that you've put in front of me, but I don't feel like you've sold me a single thing. Mm-hmm. You've added value to my family and the future wealth of my family and put products and services that simply allow me to sleep better at night. Yes. I don't think of, oh yeah, shoot, of the guy that sold me this policy. Yeah. <laughs> that I don't understand and I have no idea why I bought it. Exactly. Yeah. 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 To- totally and, different. And I'll say the same. In, in using your services and going into your office, I have never worried about whether my extended health plan covered all of it or not right didn't care didn't care doesn't matter this is that is so irrelevant to me i mean the fact that it covers some of it is great yeah and 
and it, the fact that it doesn't cover all of it is great. Right. I, I am so impartial to that experience. Right. Whereas going to a dentist for me, because I can't find a dentist that is in any kind of <laughs> alignment, alignment. <laughs> with, with how I think. Yeah, I know one in New York. <laughs> <laughs> so going to a dentist for me is all about that experience. It's like, is my, oh, damn, I've got to pay for this. My health care isn't going to cover it. And it really, yeah. it really pines me, right? Yeah, exactly. I, I feel like I'm giving my hard-earned money that I'm so open to creating to some to a, an institution that is not in alignment with who I am and uh, it drives me it, it, you know and you touched on something really great around money because all of the money conversations out there I, I, sorry not all of them I'm not going to speak like I know everything so my experience you don't, of, you don't know everything I don't know no. oh okay Damn. I thought you did no I, I'm sorry <laughs> if I gave you that uh, impression that I, that I but I don't um most of our industry and it's filled with lovely human beings who believe they're truly providing a service and out to do the best thing for you and so you know bless them all for that but our entire industry is built around selling products and having money people's money uh, imprisoned where they can't actually get use of it and so the first conversation that most people have when they walk into a financial planner's office or a stockbroker's office or an investment advisor or whatever you want to call them is we need to plan for your retirement. Mm. Like, so right away, the first conversation you have is a future conversation which has nothing to do with living in the now. Right. Which has nothing to do with, that's great that you want to plan my retirement that's 35 years away. How do I get my wife and myself and my kids to Disneyland in 18 months so that we can have the trip of a lifetime? Because that is a life experience that I don't want to say I missed when I'm actually 75 looking back on my life going, hey, I've got this nest egg for retirement, but I didn't do anything with my family. Right. Huge. So the conversation for us doesn't start at what do you want to do for retirement? The conversation for us in our office starts with what are you up to in life? Right. What excites you? What are you proud of that you've done in your life? What lights you up? Yeah. What are some short-term things you want to accomplish? How can we support you in making that a reality? Right. Huge. You know what? While you're doing this, I want to throw out a huge plug for you. So there's going to be people out there listening that have no idea who they are. You know, you've got an amazing book, um, you know, loved it. Uh, you've got a podcast. You're, you're based out of Vancouver. You live in Nanaimo. You know, give people a heads up. Like, what's the best way? And, again, this, this truly is going to be international. I know people in multiple countries will be listening to this. So what's the best way for them to learn more about Bloom Strategies and, and what Thomas DeShooter is all about? Um, so I will plug the book. The best way is to read Bloom Your Money, Your Life, um, building your own personal ecosystem or financial ecosystem is, you know, it's 78 pages. It's, there's no jargon. I've removed any industry jargon from that book and, and really made an effort to uh, make it so that I could understand it. Remember, I was a rock drummer. Yeah. You know, did you hear about the uh, bass players that couldn't, bass player that couldn't, get, couldn't get the keys out of the band? No. It took them an hour to get the drummer out. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, I, you know... <laughs> Um, and and where where would one get that book? On Amazon. Okay. Uh, it's it's currently um, only available as an as an ebook download from Amazon. So you'll need a Kindle. However, uh, I am firmly uh, committed that in the next three weeks it'll be available on Amazon at, at, as a hard or as a soft uh, soft cover that you can buy anytime you want. So awesome. And you know, for me, it was 
I don't know how many minutes of my life. <laughs> yeah. Well, Suki's like a speed reader, so I, I love this text. He was like, I gave him a copy of the book, and then, you know, I don't know, five days later or something, he had he had the opportunity to read it, and uh, he texted me. He's like, hey, I loved your book. It took me 26 minutes. <laughs> That's 26 minutes of my financial life right there. It's, but, a, it's a great read. Yeah, but he, he did, you know, yeah, so you did actually add that to the text, too. It was the best 26 minutes of my financial life. Thank you. So, yeah. Um, it's really just to, it's about developing a mindset around money. It's money doesn't have a mindset in this, like the, all of the coaching that goes on in the world, people are, are still have this money. Like it's this thing that's outside of them, that it's not, it's external and it's not, Yeah, it's, it's, they print it every day. And if you know anything about the federal banks around the, the globe, they're printing lots of it. Lot so of it. really all you need to do is just go out and attract it. Right. It's out there. There's tons of it out there. Yeah. And anybody can attract it into their life. Yeah. The thing that I love about how you look at money, you look at it holistically. And the word I use is you look at it vitalistically. You're a vitalist like me. The whole is greater than some of its parts. And the entire financial world, healthcare spectrum is mechanistic. They don't even see the parts as being connected, never mind greater than the sum. It's mm. just everything's discon- disconnected, disjointed, and, you know, it, it's kind of this competitive dog-eat-dog world out there from from our cells to our dollars. Yeah. And uh, it's just not how it works. It works in totally different ways. And so it, it's just beautiful that there are people like you in the financial world that get it. Like, w- what a gift and, and what a blessing that is. and. You know, for me in the healthcare world and personal development mindset world, entrepreneur world, it's man, when you get it from that level and you get it that your outer world is nothing more than a reflection of your inner world. And as we spoke about earlier, I mean, I have a four year old and one year old. Man, if they're if they're going crazy and misbehaving, I check in with where I am within myself because they're just they're just like a mirror of where I am within myself. Yeah. 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 So, so beautiful. And, uh, and there was, um, oh, I, got it. I got, I went to the voice of the person talking to say it's time to, that's okay. Put on we got distracted. Place. We're going to be landing here any minute. I know it's crazy. Um, and they, they like they're not even taking telling us to take our headphones no, off no. or put the recording so, equipment so, away. So, so for the record, we're sitting here. We have large headphones on. We have full on mics in our hands, and you know the the flight attendants they don't know what to do with this. They're like, it's not a phone. They're yeah. like, is yeah. that technology? What you know, people around us are looking at us nonstop. It is like awesome. It's, I've got a little. I've got a six track recorder in my lap that nobody's told me to put away. They're like, uh, what are you doing? And what is that? Is that an electronic device? Are you guys like, you know, who are you talking to, et cetera, et cetera? It's kind of funny. Oh man, good times though. It's beautiful. Um, you know. I guess I guess we're gonna be we're gonna be signing off pretty soon here, so we should think about wrapping this up, whatever yeah. whatever that looks like. Oh, here's what it was. Okay, is that uh, the the you you said it best to me one day? So thank you for this. Is that you can vote with your dollars? People. So here's another disconnection with money: is they is that mm. they're not connected to their money. Right. Their money's just happening to them. Right. And then they go out and, and, and they're supporting things that if you really, if they really sat down and mm. analyzed it and found out what they were supporting, 
they would just be like appalled. Right. And they would not do that. So in anything you're doing with money. Right. If you're even if you're investing. No, it's just record Yeah. We just got asked if it was being transmitted. We're like, no, we're just recording. No, we're just, no well, that's fine. <laughs> oh, that's fine. Then go ahead nuts. Um, yeah. yeah it, and, and, you know, to echo that, it's a huge piece because, you know, my money is not working for me in stocks with Monsanto. Correct. <laughs> like, I, I couldn't or, stop, I couldn't even stomach that if I was your yeah, advi- or, as your advisor. Or biotech or pharmaceutical companies because it's not aligned with my values and who I am. And, and, you know, here's the other piece that I'll share. You know, my life has went well beyond meeting my needs and my family's needs. And so a question somebody asked me was, well, why more? Like, isn't enough enough? I'm like, here's the deal. We live in a world that's deeply disconnected. We live in a world that is going to go through so much change in the next 10 years in terms of technology. I mean, the last the last 10 years, the iPhone was 10 years old now. Think about that. We have not seen nothing from like, you know, we'll be able to translate languages with a click of a button with someone sitting right in front of us and speak 10 different languages momentarily through technology. It's you know, self-driving vehicles, um, the list just goes on and on with, with all the transformations that are going to happen. And one of the things that I believe is that the people who have influence in this world are the people that have money. And as it presently sits, the people who have the money are not creating the world that brings more connection, more love, more compassion, and more harmony. Which means people like us must become affluent. We must become abundant. We must do our best to work towards developing millions, tens of millions, hundreds of millions of dollars. So then we can use our money to impact the lives of our children, their generation, and future generations to come. So it's not about me anymore. It's about the universe. It's about life it's about a legacy. Mm-hmm. My life is no longer about me. My life is truly about creating a legacy for future generations. That's why I've become, when I made it about me, I had a number and I was good with that. Now my number's way bigger because it's about legacy and it's about impact and how those dollars, I said, like Shooter said, we can vote with our dollars. Our dollars have impact. Where I put money has an impact and it's, by having that impact allows us to create power. And imagine a world where we have conscious, connected, powerful human beings leveraging each other and our money to create good, to create change, to make this world a more beautiful place. Imagine that every dollar you spent had intentionality behind it. Like, well, like, yeah, like yeah, you it were does. actually instead of you just walking around kind of just pulling out the, the plastic and it's just a transaction that's happening and it's just mindless. Imagine that all your money was intentional and you were like, no, this is for this, this is for this, this is for this. You know, I'm not saying you, I'm saying just anybody in general, general. like having an intentional purpose. Everybody will create an intention around everything else except money. Yeah. I'm intentionally going to go get my health, you know, I'm going to go to start a gym and work out, right? Like they'll do these kind of things, 
but they'll still never open up their statements or look at their bank balance or wonder why their credit card got so high. Right. Yeah. Amazing. Right. That's the mindset that's out there around money. And it's, the, it's exactly the same battle. It's a different, it's a different pile of it, but it's the same battle that you, that you have and, and your docs have in the healthcare industry. Exactly. It's like people go out, go live your life, do whatever you want. You've got a problem. Give us a call. Yeah. Go to the doctor and you know, I'll give you an example. I had this, I had this challenge with, um, I was, my, my back was breaking out in these huge welts. This is a number of years ago. I thought I was allergic to something. So I did a random, like stop eating this for a while for this went on for a while and it never solved the problem. I went to a doctor, my, 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 my MD, lovely person. They gave me a topical cream and said, every time after I shower, I got to spread this topical cream all over my back. And I was like, I looked at it. I was like, I don't spend longer than two minutes on my hair. This is not going to happen. Right. I am never going to put this on. Right. About six months later, I went to a, uh, a um, Chinese medicine doctor. I don't know what to call it. What is it? What is it? Tra- TCM, traditional Chinese medicine doctor. There, yeah, yeah, there TCM. we go. TCM. And, uh, and he was actually from China, needed an interpreter in the room. Wow. Brilliant guy. He, uh, he's, he said he's going to treat me. He sends me to the wood room. I think I went to the wood room. I go in there. I take off my shirt. He sees my back, and he, he flips out. He's like, oh, and he goes, coffee. I'm like, yep, no more coffee. Oh, wow. Garlic, yep, no more. Spicy food, yep, no more. Your liver, too hot, too hot. We must calm it down, too hot, Mm. right? So I cut all that stuff out for, you know, a period of time. And guess what happened? Mm. My back cleared up. Nice. I didn't need a topical pharmaceutical cream to stick on my back that would never have solved the problem. Yeah. my, my MD did not go to the root of the problem. They no. were just given a topical something. Exactly what it did. They, they covered the surface. And it's exactly like your, your nervous system can integrate and process the, the, those, those foods that other people can. And as a result, that was creating a toxicity for you. And your body's innate way of releasing that toxicity was through those welts. Right. And, and then to my plug for you is in my treatments with you getting back to my back pain here's what i uncovered is that i wasn't i wasn't being truly authentic loving and caring with some members of my family or my whole family and all if i could probably say that and i have since cleaned up those relationships and guess what i have almost no back pain yeah i also wasn't being truly authentic and complete with how i was running my own personal finance i was telling people how to do it but i wasn't actually living the practice myself on a day-to-day basis right and i've cleaned that up and guess what i almost have no back pain amazing and i've and and i don't even see you as often as i did when i was in vancouver yeah yet the back pain has subsided exactly because you you integrated the core patterns that increases you know your your core frequency at a subatomic cellular level expanding your consciousness forcing you to look at things that were holding you back in past traumas which was causing the pain and as you started to heal and mend those you've expanded your awareness for the present day and created changes more aligned with who you authentically are yeah beautiful and 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 i and as i've said to you i've had some of my weirdest (laughs) dream experiences on your table like really weird stuff has has happened in my head and uh and so yeah like the more that this stuff comes into my life and and you know i haven't i have been on this path as long as you have i haven't been tuned into it as long as you have right is, is what i would say yeah but i innately i always knew there was something that wasn't quite right in how i was perceiving 
my role in this world. Right. That has shifted greatly and shifts greatly every day now to the point where, you know, I can't go a day now without thinking and getting connected with myself. You know, like Amazing. really just ripping it apart and going, all right, shooter, who are you? What are you up to? What are you really out to cause? Yeah. And, and making sure that's in alignment. When I, can, when I can open my eyes and go, yeah, that's it, I'm on fire. Right? Amazing. And, you know, your, your challenges slash really gifts in the financial world are the same gifts that I have in the healthcare world. And, you know, I just want to say as we're literally going to land here. I know. It's <laughs> this is, this, is, this has been way better than I ever could, thought, could have right imagined. Right now we're coming into San Francisco. We're looking out the window. We're about, I don't know. 50 feet above the water. 50 feet above the water. Now we're just about to land. And just what a gift. What a gift this conversation oh, was. Oh, man. It's Cheer. so good. I love and appreciate you, man. Thanks for doing this. Yeah. Thank you, Suki, my brother. And thanks for uh, giving me such a nice, warm, loving bed last night to, to lay my head on and for that lovely meal and for sharing your family with me yesterday. I, I miss my family greatly, but it was, it was nice to have connection with... Uh, a source of family last night as I as I was pulled away from mine and and um, yeah just your openness and Kate's openness and your kids openness to to just having me show up occasionally into your home is uh, is a true blessing and I really I really love you for it awesome thanks brother all right till the next flight <laughs> yeah A huge thanks to today's guest and to you for being a part of the show. Now, if any of the ideas or stories did strike a chord with you, then I'd be honored if you would just take a quick moment to do a couple of things. One, if something in particular did resonate with you and you feel like it would make a difference in the lives of others, then please go ahead and share this through your social media channels. We'd like that very much. And two, if you are feeling compelled to join in on our ever-growing Bloom Living conversation, then hit the subscribe button and we'll show up every time there is a new episode available. You know, it's not only my goal, but it's the goal of our entire Bloom Living team and community to be the very change that we want to see in the world. You see, all ideas begin with a conversation, first with yourself and then with others. So we welcome your voice. And we ask that you send along any comments, thoughts, or questions. This is Thomas DeShooter, Bloom Living. I don't want to get outside off the sheet. And I don't want to turn your stomach fast. I don't want to get all mired in Down my street, a drive-by shoe.